0: Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning on the second Sunday in Advent is the gospel that you heard read before from Mark chapter 1. I recall just these words. John the baptizer was in the desert telling people about about a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, whose way was prepared by John the Baptist, my beloved. It's the second Sunday in Advent, one of my favorite Sundays of the church year, because according to the gospel reading, we get to talk about John the Baptizer, one of my uh, favorite sinners of the Bible, because, of course, you know all the people in the Bible were sinners, except our dear Lord Jesus Christ. There's one word, really, I think, that defines John the Baptist better than anything else, and that's the word courage. He was a man who was courage, He was courageous because, according to God's command, he was going to break a lot of the traditions, long standing traditions of the church of his day. It also took a whole lot of courage to live that austere light, uh, life out there in the desert uh, instead of uh, living in, in the city. He was also courageous to face the religious leaders of his day who were preaching a wrong religion. And so to them, he said, everything that was politically incorrect. When they came out into the wilderness there, he said, you poisonous snakes. Certainly that's a wonderful way to win friends and influence people. This morning, by way of Mark chapter 1, we once again want to take a look at John the Baptist, the man and his message. As prophesied by both Isaiah and Malachi, John would be the one, both by his life and his words, to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, John the Baptist, I think you remember from Holy Scripture, was the son of Zechariah, a priest, and his barren menopausal wife, Elizabeth. Now, in the Bible days... If your father was a priest, you had no choice in your vocation. You had to be a priest. That was all determined by God. Now, as the son of a priest, John was supposed to be wearing every day those white, beautiful linen garments. And he was supposed to take his turn in the temple, either offering incense or sacrifices of animals. And as a priest, he was also supposed to dine on the choicest parts of some of those sacrifices according to uh, God's plan. Instead, by God's plan, we find John the Baptist dressed in camel skins, not officiating in the temple setting his pulpit up there, but rather out in the sand dunes of the Judean desert. His food was not priestly meats, but rather wild honey and grasshoppers. By John's arrival and his lifestyle, God was changing things. You know, it was way, way back at Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments out there in the wilderness that he first uh, ordained the priesthood. And it was a great visual aid for God's people. And what God was saying by having priests is this. God is in heaven and he is holy. Sinners here on earth are sinful. God is too holy to talk directly to sinners and sinners are too sinful to talk directly to God. So God created the priesthood as mediators or go between. When God wanted to talk to uh, the people he would talk to the priest and the priest would talk to the people. When the people wanted to pray to God they would talk to the priest and the priest would talk to God. Moses was the first and greatest mediator And priest of all. When John came, he pointed to Jesus. He said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus was going to be a sacrificial lamb who would die as punishment for your sins and mine. Through Jesus Christ, God would declare the whole world not guilty of any of their sins so that they could go directly to God with their sins removed. No more priests needed. John the Baptist was the end of the priesthood, the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New. No more priests. So whatever you do, don't call me Father Robbie. You now are all priests in your own right. The writer to the Hebrews says this, chapter 7, Jesus is such a high priest who meets our need, one who is holy. Blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. John should have been wearing his white linen, sacrificing in the temple, But no more sacrifice is needed. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's why we don't do any sacrificing in the Lutheran Church. We don't sacrifice any incense. And we certainly do not sacrifice the body and blood of Jesus Christ when we uh, offer the Lord's Prayer. When we go to the Lord's Prayer, we receive Jesus' body and blood for the assurance of a once and for all sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world by his life and by his appearance. John the Baptist preached no more priests no more sacrifices behold the Lamb of God himself the victim and himself the priest. John the Baptizer though also uh, spoke a very powerful verbal message predicted by both Malachi and Isaiah John was going to Prepare the way for the Lord. His assignment was to make people's hearts ready for Jesus. And that would mean some change. Some changes would have to be made. And you know, change is never easy. John the Baptist's message was very simple. He said, repent. Change. Your minds have to change. Your hearts have to change. And once you change your minds and your hearts, then your lives will have to change, too. And, in fact, and change was hard. In fact, it was impossible. It could only be worked by God. The people needed to change their minds because the long-awaited Messiah finally was coming. But that's not who they were waiting for. A lot of the people were expecting an earthly political deliverer who would take the national stage And with with, uh, celebrity status, return uh, Jerusalem to the wonderful uh, comforts of the time of King Solomon. Instead, there came walking into the wilderness the sweaty son of a carpenter. Change your minds, people, and repent. Stop looking for some army general. Look to the carpenter. The people always also needed to change their minds because what they thought was wrong. They thought that they had an automatic in with God because they were descendants of Abraham. Our racial and our cultural heritage opens all the doors to heaven for us. We are sons and daughters of Abraham. John the Baptist said, you're going to have to change that thinking. True religion has nothing to do with your relationship with Abraham, but everything to do with your relationship with God. What you know about him, and what he does for you. Now, I think today there are also some people who need to repent, who don't think that their relationship with God is all that important. I was baptized in the church i was confirmed in the church i call myself a christian i had a buddy like this too i was married in the church i go to church every so often certainly at christmas and easter i'm good to go An external denominational relationship is not going to get you into heaven you see, this whole church thing that we do every Sunday is all about our relationship with Jesus Christ, and that He wants us to He wants to be the number one love of our lives. He wants to establish and um, to establish a relationship like that means that we'll have to know who we are. Detailing the ministry of uh, John the Baptist, Saint Matthew says, confessing their sins. They were baptized. Now, I don't know if you had an experience like uh, I've had in my life, but there were four times specifically that I know that I could easily have died. Two of those required uh, the care of a doctor. And so I saw my internist, and I was hospitalized, and he couldn't figure out what was going on. Now, some doctors have egos, you know, and um, they can't figure things out. They just don't know what to do. Well, my doctor was nice and humble, and so he recommended a world-renowned specialist. And he treated me, and he cured me, and brought me back to health. John's message? I can't do it. But there's one who's coming after me who is greater than I, I only baptize with water. There's one who's coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. This is not about me. It's all about Jesus, the specialist. John's message to the people. uh, Maybe uh, you don't think you do, but I'm here to tell you that you need a doctor because you're sick. And you need a specialist or else you're going to die. And once you change your mind and admit that you're sick, I have a specialist to recommend to you. It's too bad that a lot of people don't go to see their doctor for their annual checkup so that small problems could be kept from becoming big ones. John was telling the people, you all need a checkup. And when you truly listen to yourselves through the stethoscope of God's word, you'll find out that you've got a heart problem. And so it is that when you and I were born, we were all sick. The cancer of the soul is sin. We were all terminal cases. But behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who takes away the sin of your soul, Is there anyone that you know that needs a doctor for their soul right now? I also have to tell you, too, that uh, probably like a lot of you, I take prescribed medications. A lot of people don't like to take their medications. But the doctor says, you got to take them every day because if you don't, your situation might worsen and you might die. Repentance starts with Confession. Fully admitting who you are. And when you finally recognize who you really are, then you're really ready for Jesus. You're ready for Jesus when you recognize that you're no good without him. He's the specialist with the miraculous prescription. And when we admit that we need a specialist and the forgiveness that he brings... Then he comes and heals us and makes us whole, holy. And by the way, he also makes house calls because he wants to make your, your heart his home. John the baptized, Baptizer also came with the message of Isaiah from our reading today. He said, Here is your God. Walking out here in the wilderness is God himself. God has come into the world, and now he wants to come into your hearts. John was to prepare the way for Jesus into the hearts of people. But as Isaiah says, sinful hearts have a whole bunch of obstacles that block Jesus from coming. The road into your heart needs some road construction or road repairs. The obstacles that keep Jesus from entering your hearts and mine are both mountains and valleys. And uh, Isaiah says the mountains have to be torn down and the valleys have to be filled in so that there's a smooth highway. What are the mountains? The mountains are the pride of our lives that keep Jesus from coming. We have to guard ourselves from pride. I'm good enough. I mean, how many times during the week don't we justify some of the weird, bad things that we do because it's not really that bad? In the valleys, valleys of desperation, my sins are so great that nobody could ever forgive them. Jesus couldn't forgive them. John the Baptist is saying, let it go. Your sins have been forgiven. The valleys have been filled in. John's message was to knock down the mountains of pride And to fill in the valley of desperation. Today, with his word, God still smooths out a highway into our hearts so that he can dwell there permanently, and that's all he wants. John the Baptizer, a man with a message, one of my favorite people of the Bible. No more priests. No more sacrifices. Just a man with an outstretched arm with a finger pointing toward Jesus, the great high priest and the once and for all sacrifice. His message? Repent. Stop denying it. You're sick and you need a doctor. And once you admit it, I have a specialist just for you, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will cure you And care for you forever. So look. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that means your sins too. Now and forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.